Um, hello, everyone. Welcome to today's podcast. Uh, the current COVID crisis has increased the needs for various technological advances, from the digitization of supply chain interactions to the increase of remote school and working. The corona crisis has pushed many businesses over the technological tipping point. One technological field that is at this tipping point as well is that of quantum computing. Quantum computing is a cutting-edge technology that combines computer science with quantum mechanics. It has many potential assets uh, that, and is therefore being extensively researched, developed, and used. How could this new innovation potentially be used to help us with the current corona crisis? And are there perhaps already enterprises that apply quantum computing to problems related to the corona crisis? The future potential and impact of this technology seem to be immense, but there could be roadblocks in the development and application. Today, we set up a panel of experts for you to explore these questions and more. A quantum computing specialist is here to help us understand some details about quantum computing itself and its development throughout history. Um, so to start with, could you maybe explain to us what quantum computing is exactly and how it is different from normal computers? Hi, and thank you for having me. So yeah, quantum computing is really not easy to understand uh, at first. Uh, it is rather a complex uh, thing. Most people, when they hear about uh, quantum computing, think it is just the evolution of the classic computers uh, that is now evolving into better quantum computers. So in fact, it's really, 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 really different, but it's kind of that. But quantum computer has not many, much in common with, uh, with classical computer. A simple example, for example, the classical computers are built based on transi transistors, small electrical pieces, and quantum computers are on a completely different block. To better uh, understand quantum computers, uh, first we need to understand quantum mechanics and the quantum theory that has been uh, studied in the past. So quantum theory is a branch of physics uh, relating to the very small. It's like basically the basis of modern physics that explains the nature and behavior of uh, how the nature and energy works on the atomic and subatomic level. Yeah, so basically it explains how everything works um, and some scientists are even trying to relate it to our consciousness and our brain uh, on the on this subject, but it's really really difficult to to work on this. That's very interesting. And um, could you maybe tell us since when scientists have started to study this subject? Like, what is its history? So the fact is that now we we relate it to computer, but. Uh, the subject of quantum theory has been studied since a long time by uh, by very uh, good scientists that have won some Nobel Prize. So at the beginning of the 20th century, a lot of physicists have worked on this phenomena. Uh, for example, uh, Max Planck, who is a German theoretical physicist, elaborated uh, a black body reaction in 1900. And in 19 and at 18, he won the Nobel Prize of Physics for his work on the energy quanta. Uh, then Einstein also worked a lot of, uh, of quantum physics and he discovered the photoelectric effect. Uh, it's really important because it's basically supposing that the light does not carry energy in a continuous fashion, but as it would be expected for a classical wave, but instead carries it in bottles, which you will call later the, the photons. So it could be, it could uh, look really complex, um, but it's basically the, 
the basis of uh, of quantum computers you now. And then, of course, in in uh, 1924, uh, Louis de Broglie, so a French guy that also won a Nobel Prize, confirmed Einstein theory uh, with the wave particle duality. Uh, it's a concept that states every particle or quantum entity may be described described as either a wave or a particle. And you will see that for quantum computer, this concept is really important. Last but not least, you also have uh, Werner Heisenberg who discovered the uncertainty principle, which also like at the beginning of quantum computers. It states that it is impossible to know both the position and momentum momentum of a particle with infinite precision. So this last concept is particularly important as quantum computing is based on superposition and uncertainty. But what basically is a quantum computer? So it's a type of computer that will combine computer science, meaning the study of computer and computer computational system, and the quantum mechanics that we, we just spoke about. So they can perform certain types of computation uh, more efficiently than a computer will be able to do. And, and how exactly, because uh, you said it combines uh, computer science with quantum mechanics. How exactly does this work? Yeah, so for example, in classical mechanics with the classical computers, uh, the object you will study will exist in a specific place at a specific time. So classic computer, they carry out logical operation using the definite position of a physical state that are usually binary. So it works with series of zero and one called, it's, so it's called bit. So a bit either is one or zero and different kind of information such as the number, text and image can be presented in this way on your computer. But the fact uh, that we can only take zero one is not like how the network works. And quantum computers allow those superposition between elements. So yeah, the quantum computing combines the computer science with the quantum mechanics. It's like, it's an extension of the classical computation uh, to the processing of quantum information using quantum system, such as the individual atoms, the molecules or the photons. And because of this, it has the potential to bring about um, a spectacular uh, revolution in computer science. It sounds very complicated and in depth. Um, maybe to make, yeah, our, yeah. Yeah, to make our um, listeners understand it a bit better, could you explain how, how this process that you described? Um, yeah, so how, how did... ba basically, uh, yes, yeah, sorry. Yeah, so basically, so first uh, you have to think about information storage that is quantum bit based and on bit based and not bit based like uh, classical computation. Uh, yeah, so the informi information storage is quantum bit based and it's on the direction of electron uh, spin. So in quantum mechanics, the fact is that object exists in a haze of probability. It's not either zero or one, but they have a certain chance of being at point A, zero, for example, but another chance of being at point B and so on. So they can have much more complex information or they can even have negative values. And uh, before we read their values, they are in a undetermined state called superposition. And it can be influenced by, by the other qubits and the other information. And this is uh, what allows them to compute basically faster than a classical computer.
okay. So that is uh, the part that makes it better or more innovative than um, normal. Yeah, it can allow them to, to compute way faster because of those qubits that are like exponential compared to a classical bit of a computer. Yeah, okay. So obviously it has a lot of potential um, to be used for uh, several issues, but to solve them because it's way better than a normal computer. Um, maybe mm -hmm. to follow up on that, we could turn to our second guest that is an expert on the COVID crisis. Um, welcome. Hello, thank you. Hi. Um, I would like to ask you, what, what do you think um, could be the uses of this new technology in our current uh, situation with the corona crisis? Yeah, I think if we look at what's relevant today, I think we can all agree that there is no way to see past this COVID-19 pandemic. And um, even here, quantum computers can be extremely useful for us. So let me explain that. As we just explained, what quantum computers actually do is really different than other computers, and this can give us a lot of opportunities. So when we put this in the light of the COVID-19 pandemic, we can give a few examples of which quantum computers could be used or are actually used. So um, for example, let's start with quantum computers that can identify and manage the spread of the virus. So one of the core obje objectives in uh, more places, but for example, also the Dutch government, is to manage uh, or to identify and manage the spread of the virus. Uh, and quantum computers can actually do multiple things at the same time. So they are a really good fit for this, for identifying and managing the spread of the virus. We can identify the new infections and they can be noted. And then we can run simulations um, that simulate the spread of the virus at the same time. And at this point, we can use all the information we can get about the virus and about the pandemic uh, so we can actually battle the pandemic. Then another way in which the sim simulations are uh, useful is when we uh, are considering new policies, so mostly for the governments. While this world keeps changing and for almost everyone, we know that their everyday lives has changed since uh, before the COVID-19 outbreak. And uh, there are a lot of new rules and regulations that try to combat the spread of the virus. Although, as we know, maybe even for experience for most of us, uh, rules and regulations also has a, has a positive effect on the virus, or at least us, us battling the virus, but it can also have a negative effect on other aspects. So if we use the huge comput computational power of these supercomputers, how we might call them, the effects of the new rules can be modeled and calculated. Uh, this helps in implementing the right rules and not too many rules that aren't that effective at all. So uh, we have to look at the positive uh, of the rules according, um, concerning the coronavirus. But we also have to take into our mind the consequences on, for example, our mental health or on people keeping to follow the rules. Um, and not just mental health is one of the large effects this pandemic has, but also an, uh, there's a huge hit caught by the economy. Some companies have to shut down because of rules and everyone is probably affected in some way. And uh, also these economic effects can be calculated by quantum computers. 
They can calculate everything a whole lot faster than is possible with ordinary computers because they can calculate everything simultaneously um, and it just goes a lot faster than we know uh, than with ordinary computers. There is a lot more possible because of that. And again, these insights can be used for governments when they decide about new rules and if they are worth the risk that come with those decisions. It makes decision-making a lot faster, more efficient, and more effective. And in a crisis like this, we need something that's like that. We need it to be fast, to be efficient and effective. Yeah, I totally mm-hmm. agree with you on that. And it's, yeah. it's very interesting how you say that it uh, can help with the, like, the spread of the virus and kind of to contain the effects of the virus. But um, is there also a way in which it could help the virus itself? Like, um, Definitely. Yes, definitely. Um, Because now lastly, and maybe the most important or application, or at least the most used application at this moment, um, is not about managing the spread of the virus. It's actually about um, uh, drugs, vaccines, um, making something that could help us actually with the virus. Like if we want to look long term, we do not want to worry about COVID-19 on the long term. So this main use is um, like really an innovative and really adding value way to looking at vaccines or medicine development. We know that there are actually already some vaccines inside uh, like the Pfizer and Moderna, but we also know that it might still take some time and we are definitely not there yet. Uh, a quantum computer can look at a lot at the same time as we said before, and it can look at a lot of different compounds and um, screen if they are ca- candidates for a new medicine or vaccine. Normally, drug research consists of a lot of trial and error, and this quantum computer can do that like at the same time, have a look at it. Um, it's already done uh, for known problems, so for uh, known medicines we know, but about the COVID-19 crisis, uh, we don't know a lot about that yet. So that's why it's taking a lot longer. Yeah, but it sounds very promising regardless. Um, maybe it would be interesting. I don't know if it exists, but is there maybe a real life example of how quantum computers uh, work during this pandemic? Do you know yeah, that sh- sure. Because it is actually really happening. Uh, for example, we can have a look at Japan and actually also partly the Netherlands. In Japan, a quantum computer was built extremely quick to combat COVID-19. It was actually made in a month, uh, which is pretty quick. I mean, if we would do normal research, it would take years. But the universities of Tokyo, Osaka and Delft were together for this project to help the Japanese and, of course, the rest of the world battle the virus. They used this computer in the Institute of Riken, for example, to find if existing drugs can already help COVID-19 patients. Um, so think about drugs that help with heart conditions, high blood pressure, or parasites that are proven to be effective against COVID-19, which is, of course, great to know that and to use that. Um, their research also proved that masks or shields in the workplace are effective. So these researchers conduct like multiple researches on multiple aspects concerning the COVID-19 crisis. Um, their findings uh, provide more information to different industries, 
But these findings also help the Japanese government with adjusting their guidelines. Uh, when we look at actual numbers, it can be observed that the num- numbers in Japan are a lot lower than in a lot of other developed countries. So we can say that this partially because of the research done, as I just said. So this is a, actually a really successful application in real life where counter computers are used and observed to be really effective at making that difference. Of course, we have to take into account that it's like not some kind of miracle machine, as I explained it. I mean, it's close because it's really makes a significant value, but there is always a certain degree of error we can't predict, and uh, which we call decoherence. Um, although, like it's with all the computers, all the computations we do, this can happen, but we're really close to making that. Okay, thank you. So that's a very interesting example that you gave, and it really shows the um, potential effectiveness of the technology. So that sounds very promising. Um, maybe to follow up on that, we could go into the future of quantum computing, um, which we have also an as- expert for um, that knows a lot about the future and about uh, the potential ro- roadblocks that we're still going to face. So um, welcome, and could you maybe Talk to us about the future of quantum computing. Yes, definitely. So the future of quantum computing is very promising as we've already seen what can do during COVID crisis or developments can come about due to quantum computing. It plays a very critical role in innovation from the internet of things to the field of medicine and pharmaceuticals itself. So the quantum computers are, have the ability to render communication in a more secure way uh, through information that is being teleported from one server to another. As we had seen earlier this year, that Masuk University has suffered a cyber attack and which had caused uh, him loss of a lot of data and uh, had to pay a ransom. So when we talk about such situations, uh, Quantum computing helps us make our servers and make our uh, data environment very, very secure. As you are aware, that uh, the basic characteristic of quantum computing itself is when two qubits are linked together and you change one, uh, it changes that one causes a change in the corresponding qubit. This occurs without time lags uh, over any distance, of course, of any physical connection, such as cables or radio waves. This idea of having key codes for data transmission that could be generated, it makes it a very clever way that one, uh, that in a quantum state, uh, qubit changes with every authorized uh, action. This also helps in, our, in identifying any unauthorized lurkers in our systems, such as some hackers. So what happens is when the system recognizes such unauthorized uh, accesses or key codes, it alerts the users and it, uh, it alerts the system itself of such a possible hack. What then we can do is take the uh, necessary steps required to stop this uh, hacking, de-alert and change our, uh, our key code and make our systems and servers even more uh, secure. So quantum computer from uh, quantum computers has this ability to make the uh, Internet of Things so much more secure that we haven't been able to figure out until now. Be done. 
also we do still have to look uh, look out for it falling into the wrong hands due to the massive cap uh, capacity of the supercomputer yeah so so you're saying that in the future it could make uh, the internet more secure yes definitely yeah okay that's a very um promising um aspect of it uh, i was wondering during your explanation um do you think that quantum computers could be classified as disruptive innovation it seems to me that that would be the case maybe yes definitely quantum computers would uh, somehow disrupt the current techniques that we are using for problem solving and decision making and creating value or valuable solutions for any industry such as uh, accelerating the discovery of new drugs uh, material uh, materials that companies use to discover molecular structures with the help of quantum computers and not just that even the finance company could develop new trading strategies strategies transportation companies can optimize logistics companies highly rely on output of machines and deep learning to perform better and to analyze their own data so definitely classical computing today uh has a high likelihood to be replaced by quantum computing tomorrow because it merges a lot of fields it merges science mathematics uh physics and as well as computer science such as i, I would like to give a few examples uh, uh airline industries uh trying to uh, find the optimal way to store spare parts also could be improved it could have it could be better it could provide solutions that nobody has ever thought of Our uh, distribution centers are wanting the best way to maneuver or uh, robotics around warehouse would also improve. Oil and gas companies, uh, their calculation on how atoms and molecules perform can be consider, configured to protect equipment from corrosion. So these are the developments that I would say uh, quantum computers can have. Moreover, I have a very recent example of Microsoft Azure. Azure is basically a quantum computing system that helps you uh, target uh, such solutions that have never been thought about and never been discussed. So uh, one of its success is, uh, is uh, or one of its main target is the MRI scans that we go for in hospitals. So with the help of the quantum computer, its energy optimization uh, characteristic. my and, and uh, the accuracy to have faster reports and more detailed reports has increased the success rate of mri scans by 30% uh and when you talk about the speed of uh, these uh, quantum computers or azure azure quantum of microsoft it gives three times faster reports than any mri uh, machine would or than any classical computing does azure is a full stack open cloud ecosystem that will bring the benefits of quantum computing to people and organizations around the world it makes uh, an mri algorithm that assumes that a patient position is correct and the machine is functioning these these assumptions are also made by classical computers but the addition that uh, azure does in the uh, in the field of medicine is identify whether or the not these assumptions are met and whether the doctors can identify errors in the test procedures and gain higher precision in their result analysis so i think uh, quantum computing including uh, is definitely a big big uh, impact on in the field of medicine and pharmaceuticals but it also has added benefits 
of the open cloud ecosystem. Yeah, yeah, it sounds like there are so many uses for it, uh, and they're so promising. But do you think there's also a roadblock for quantum computing, or or why hasn't it been applied yet to the extent that we want it to be applied? What what is keeping us from um, developing it further? Uh, as you know, quantum computers have a very, uh, very very robust physical and hard uh, structure as well. It uses so many chips that need to be laboriously cooled down with liquid helium, which has to be approximately 90 to 70 to 20 Celsius for it to cool down these parts uh, on chips of quantum computers. So I think this is the biggest roadblock. As easy and as fast uh, functionality of quantum computers sound, it's equally difficult to build and, and complex, complex to understand, understand on how and, and where it should be implemented. Okay, thank you for explaining a bit more about the future of quantum computing. That was very interesting. Um, and as you said, one of the roadblocks indeed has to do with the high usage of electricity that is related to these computers. Um, and maybe what I could add to that for my own research is that um, it seems that these computers are very sensitive to the interaction with their environment. Um, so that could potentially lead to a collapse of a state function. And because it is so difficult to isolate a quantum system from its environment, uh, it's very difficult to overcome this roadblock. And um, from my research, it seems that people are really uh, actively seeking solutions to solve this problem. Uh, and besides this, as we might all know, computation invariably involves a certain degree of error. Um, that's even the case with normal computers, but in these systems, it's very important that this degree of error is minimalized. Uh, so the phenomena here is called decoherence. and But unlike the situation in classical computing, which was mentioned earlier, uh, small errors cannot be eliminated in quantum computing as it is a linear process. Um, yeah, so the problem basically uh, revolves around quantum computing being essentially an analog process, and it seems that um, we currently do not possess technical solutions um, like related to the fundamental ta tasks that relate to this, for example, uh, quantum gate design, state preparation, and um, as we mentioned earlier, the correction of these errors. Uh, and then maybe one other interesting thing um, that might become more important is uh, the implications of quantum technology on national security. Um, because most certainly, as you might agree, it might have a very significant impact on national security um, because um, government leaders have to prepare for the somewhat unknown quantum future. And also the changes in infrastructure that this will require because um, we don't know what the implications are exactly for the, the communication of information and for the um, threat that are, threats that are posed by this new technology to security. So uh, this is why I personally think it's very important for government leaders to uh, prepare for this.
Um, to conclude, the emerging, emerging field of quantum computing technology holds many promises for solving problems in the future. Specifically, the experts have helped us to understand how quantum computing would potentially aid us in finding ways to deal with the corona crisis, both in terms of predicting and thereby preventing another outbreak and containing the effects of the crisis. To my surprise, quantum computers are already being put to good use in the context of the corona crisis, uh, and the example given of Institute Riken shows us that it is indeed possible to effectively ap apply quantum technology to this problem. Although there are some roadblocks to further developing this technology, the information given by today's panel of experts indicated that the field of quantum computing is growing and that it won't, gr won't stop growing anytime soon. Uh, so quantum computers are on their way to disrupting our existing computational systems, uh, which is why I think it would be wise for technological enterprises to keep up with its fast and exciting pace of development. This was today's podcast. Thank you so much for listening and have a good day.